0: From the Los Angeles underground, it's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex.
1: It's like honey in your ear holes.
0: Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everyone. Your new favorite podcast. We're back with another exciting episode. Jake is here. John is here. Patrick's here. Justine is here. One of us has not been vaccinated. Can you guess who it is? Let's, let me, I want to hear your answers now. Don't you? Guys, don't ruin it yet. Let, let's let everyone Okay if you're listening out there, go ahead and shout out your answers. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're absolutely right. It was Jake. Jake has not been vaccinated. Jake is the last one. Jake, are you okay? Yeah. Damn yeah, great. You just wait until everybody. Jake's a gentleman. He's waiting for everyone else to go first. And then he's gonna get his. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna see. I wanna I wanna see.
2: I want all the reviews. I want to know what's the best one. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go get some bunk Moderna well, for and, for, you know, <laughs> I,
0: for, con, for convenience. Obviously, uh, Johnson and Johnson is your number one bet. You right, know, right. You're a one and done. Uh, and for efficacy, I believe Moderna and and Pfizer are pretty much neck and neck. I okay, I think you're pretty close. I know that I was saying, telling you guys before the show that the first. Um, the uh, initial studies from, from the first responders in the UK that got the vi- the vaccine are showing that Pfizer is uh, effective for three months, up to three months from the first dose. Um, so if you just get one dose of Pfizer, you're good for a few months. I mean, I would not recommend doing that. I would recommend getting both. Get that booster when your three weeks are up. But uh, if you had to go and you only get one. Or if you're in a in a job where you're you know dealing with the public now, because uh, California or just uh, LA and Orange counties moved back move into a new tier, and so now retail there there are no more restrictions on retail. Is that right, guys? Fifty mm, percent capacity. Oh, is it fifty percent? I thought it was. Uh, I thought re- no more restrictions on retail was one of the things. Maybe, but uh, we're we're going to be seeing a lot more people coming into our restaurants and and shops and things like that. So now's a good time and. Uh, you know, uh, spring break is upon us, and all that. So go out and get that vaccine. Jake uh, put up a picture of Sammy Davis Jr. in uh, protest here. He went somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> my Sammy computers is. give my
2: internet's giving me problems. So it'll mm. my my video will turn on eventually.
0: If you drop out, we'll we'll know what happened, and we'll wait patiently for you, just like you're waiting patiently to take the virus and we or take the yeah. vaccine, and we appreciate that, Jake. But uh, <laughs> the big news is Patrick and Justine got vaccinated today how are you guys feeling what time did you get vaccinated
3: time is no longer meaningful as i've been vaccinated and life is beautiful now oh there we go that's what i like to hear <laughs> it's a flat circle uh, i know uh, that
2: yeah
3: and now really you're invincible. invincible yeah now now i can take a living train right to the face wow Jesus. Can you? uh yeah uh we got we got our shots this afternoon
0: early this afternoon and uh, no side effects yet nothing
3: no, a little bit of a sore arm, but I'm all right.
0: You sound great. Probably because they twisted it around a little bit
4: before they took it out.
3: Well, I mean, of course I was sitting in the passenger side of the vehicle and I wanted my left arm, so I had to like turn my whole body in the car because I'm a dope. That's
4: man. why she said oops. <laughs> she got you in the neck. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> oh, oops. Damn, man.
2: There's just blood dripping down his neck. <laughs> Poor
4: guy. Oh, I hit the carotid
0: artery. I'm sorry. Yeah. What oops. happened? Oopsie. Oh, nothing. Nothing. It's fine. So nope, she literally fine. said oops while she was giving you... Yeah, yeah. she stuck it yeah. with the needle, and then she says, oops, I'm sorry. And I was like, I feel fine. What happened? Jeez, that's not what you want to hear. No. That is absolutely not what you want to hear when you're being vaccinated.
3: No, it was a little terrifying, but... It's not the first time
2: that's happened. And don't say oops and then proceed to not tell them what happened.
0: Oopsie. Yeah.
2: yeah. What happened?
0: Oh, you'll find out. That's like a dentist. <laughs> like a dentist right. drilling in your mouth. Oops. What happened? You can't say anything. You can't ask. He just keeps. Oh,
2: uh-huh. yeah.
0: And that's
3: <laughs> how I became Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Justine, you're feeling OK. You said you were a little dizzy earlier, but it could have been lunch. Could have been glasses. Could have been any number of things. You're feeling OK right now
1: yeah I was dizzy earlier right after it happened, and then i I was like starting to get a headache, but I'm pretty sure it was food and maybe.
0: you you also hate uh, you also hate uh, needles so that doesn't help.
1: I also hate needles um, you like my tattoo right here
0: Yeah well, uh, <laughs> and
1: then <laughs>
0: how did that go your tattoo how was how was that for a person that doesn't like needles?
1: It's fine. I just felt like someone was poking me with a sharp pen and wasn't going in. It just felt like it was a pen, just someone drawing with a sharp-ass pen. But otherwise, I don't like the shots because you can feel the needle in there. I feel my muscles like holding it. And,
0: yeah. Oh, I can never feel that. Really? Well, yeah. I felt
1: that when she gave it to me. I just felt like the two things and then it was like in between that and I just oh, felt I've never it. felt
0: that. I've never had that mm-hmm. sensation. That's weird.
1: No, it's not a good feeling, because then you can feel the needles in you, so then I, I don't like that. Hmm. They don't do that at the tattoo shop. They're not in there and just staying there.
0: You're not a, um, Are you a fan of acupuncture at all?
1: I will never do that. Why would I ever do that? I would cry. What
0: about acupressure? What about acupressure? <laughs> 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 We're doing a health survey. It has to
1: be quick. It has to be quick. I it. will take a tattoo over that any day.
0: Okay. Uh, but it's weird that, yeah, you, for those of you who don't know, uh, Justine has a, a really intricate uh, tattoo of Ariel from The Little Mermaid on her forearm. And it's not like, you know, you're, you're getting a back tattoo or something where you're not looking. Your forearm is right there when they're doing the work, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. So that had to be...
1: I watched it. It just felt like, like I said, like a sharp pen or maybe even like a lead pencil not going in you. But just like a, someone was drawing with a sharp...
0: When when you guys were kids, did you ever do that thing with the automatic pencil where you held it and it looked like you were giving yourself a shot?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. "Ah, (laughs) All the time. You actually stick yourself in the
0: arm, really, and you go, oops. (laughs) 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 Just like the lady that gave you the shot today. Yeah. (laughs) Oopsie. (laughs) Oopsie. Well, it, I'll tell you what, having, I have my next appointment next Friday, and I, I'm reading up on all the studies and everything, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got the first shot. John, you're all done, right? No, my
4: second one is on the 10th. Oh, really? You're day after mine? Yeah, it's Aww, weird. Um, so my a second appointment was four weeks, not three weeks. So oh, I don't okay. know why, but I guess it's, it's fine, but yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well. Uh, so,
4: Savior
2: yeah. I'm not uh, second. Dose. What's that? Sandy already got her second dose, so
4: she's. Hey, she's it. already.
2: Well, Is maybe- she nagging you to get yours? Yeah, a little bit.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the yeah, quietest no yeah I've ever duh. heard.
4: That was the quietest yeah I've
0: ever heard. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. here's the thing, she's- and, I, and I, I'm just gonna put this out there: the sooner we get back into the studio, the less Jake can do whatever he's doing while we're recording. And mm-hmm. that's really what he's holding out for. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how much I get done the only one. during the podcast? He's not the only one, by the way. But uh, no. But uh, Justine and Patrick laid on the grenade, and uh, and they they went and got it. But like uh, you know, the, uh, it's going to be fun to be looking into people's eyes now. When they, I prefer you know. that. I prefer that. But I'm going to be you know, weirded
3: out the whole time.
0: There's always the temptation at home. It's hard. It's tough. John and I are always John and I are just like, we can't wait to see each other. This is gonna be so great. And we're gonna talk face to face and we're gonna to go to and we're gonna to go to the <laughs> and, to to, and, and we're gonna get a cheat and we're gonna go to comedy. Isn't prize, it annoying that the people going.
1: you see, the people you see the most are the people you work with? <laughs> it's like yeah. why do I have to why do I have to see you all the time when I wrap uh, I'm
0: all? lucky. I actually like ninety nine percent of the people I work with,
4: I really like working with them.
0: So I'm very lucky. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky I, in that.
4: I feel the same way because you see those people more than you see your own family. Yes, and I, I sure. feel very lucky that everybody at work is pretty cool. And I'm thinking, cause I know people that have jobs where they just hate everybody at work and you're like, God, how do you do that? Five days a week. You're seeing these people every day. You
0: know? I'm very lucky. So yeah, we're lucky. We're uh, very lucky. But Patrick and, and Justine, I know for those of you who are listening and you might work with them, they hate all of you. So that's something that Yep, <laughs> absolutely Exactly what it is
1: Pretty accurate that's There isn't the... one I like
0: Shut Wow <laughs> <laughs> you, know, the
1: be- you know the number wow. one thing When you try to scan something And they go Oh, I guess it's free Because it didn't work Shut up <laughs> Shut up I'm going to scan it again Shut up Oh, wow
4: <laughs> When the, somebody says that to me I, I go it's free <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, i pull out the steve <laughs> no,
0: martin no, bit no, 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 no. john i have a complaint about uh, trader joe's i went into a trader joe's yesterday for a couple of bags of uh just a couple bags of the uh, trail mix that i like that are pretty that are okay for me to eat and i had two bags in my hand and there were some little dots on the ground for social distancing so i went up and the, the cashier wasn't looking so i went to go stand on the first dot and while i was went to my back was turned. A woman with a full cart got between me and the uh she just went right up to the register and I was standing there. Jesus. Wow. And then I said, uh, Miss, Miss, and then uh uh you know, the, the cashier was a young kid and I said, Miss, miss, I I, I was here. Uh and she said, Oh, well, I didn't see you there, and just started unloading stuff on her
4: cart. Whoa! And then wow. the, uh, Whoa. <laughs> the
0: cashier, that bitch. And then uh, there's,
4: there's about there's like three ways they could have handled that They could have said, well, you've all got two items. Yeah. Or then, they would have said, oh, you know, is that true? Then come on up. So I, <laughs>
0: I looked at the cashier and he just looked like a deer in headlights. He was stunned. He did not know. Uh, should I help this? Uh, obviously, a Karen or should I help the, ah. what, what is about to be an angry Mexican?
4: <laughs> uh, Maybe he was new.
0: Maybe he's a new guy. He was new. He was a young kid. I
1: really want to know. I want to know the outcome.
0: And really what it ended it. up happening was another cashier, uh, quick on her feet, saw what happened and said, "Sir, I can take you right over here." Uh there I, you I, go. I can take you right over here. And I said, "No, no problem." I said, "I, I go okay." okay. <laughs> I said, "Great."
4: No, I'm gonna wait right here. I, 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 and yeah, I, that's
1: what I thought. That's what I
0: thought.
4: No. <laughs> I <laughs> said. Nope.
1: I'm within
4: this dot. <laughs> I want this dot. Now, I said, you no. know what it is? Cause anybody, anybody can open a register. So when they see that happening, they usually run and say, come on up because anybody can open up a register. We're all cross trained, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: He, the the kid was looking so. down and he, so I didn't want to just walk up because you're supposed to wait till they call you. So I went, to yeah. the, I went to the dot on the ground. I was like, this kid's, you know, while, well, while my, I was walking to the dot and turning around, this girl, this woman just pulled up with her cart and I was like, Oh, okay. And uh and so as the girl as the girl said, Sure, I can I can take you over here, I said, Oh, thank you very much. And I was like, just very nice to the I was very nice. I let it go,
4: you know, but uh I was just like it sounds like it was a new guy, you know what I mean? Work they're all. We're all pretty much trained not to be assholes. So, no, you
0: know. I didn't think he was. He just didn't know what.
4: He just didn't know what
0: to say. I could tell he was just like, yeah. mom and dad are about yeah. to fight, and uh, I don't want any of this." <laughs> Luckily, you could have said.
4: You could have said back off, Karen.
0: Yeah. Luckily I well the thing is I've been uh trying to do a, an exercise work, I started a workout program this week and I've been working out every, getting up early to work out so I was tired. <laughs> no fight in me. I was just uh. I was literally just like wow, I have no i am not even I don't even have enough to get angry about it. But I, well, I didn't want to get angry. <laughs> I just wanted her. I just wanted her to acknowledge that she, or at least, yeah. but no apology given, just nothing, just like, oh, yeah. sorry, didn't see you, and unloads mm. the cart. So you know, mm. but uh, what city was that? Uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to tell you exactly what city, but I will give you uh, a hint. It's I can the, guess. It's yeah. the. It's the <laughs> land of pompous slogans. That's all I'm going to tell you. Ah. Oh, you're Belinda. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry, uh, the land. Of- uh, I love it. You
0: mean someone was an asshole love- in, in Nixon's birthplace?
4: Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh yeah, I always forget that that's actually Nixon's birthplace. It's yeah. not Whittier. Yeah, nope. Yeah, he that's grew up right. in Whittier, but he was born. Because our signs, our signs used to say, you know, what a uh, hometown of uh, you know, President Nixon. You know, and you know, in '74, they were scraping that off. You know. <laughs> Pictures of people, you know, people from the uh, the city scraping that off of the signs. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah they, they changed it to uh, they changed it to uh, ye old friendly town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ye old friendly town. <laughs> well, because it was Qua- I know it's it like was, you're it was, kidding me because it was a Quaker
0: town. So that's the, right, the friends, right. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> yeah.
4: It's like what is this fantasy land? Ye old <laughs> friendly town. What is what is the is the mayor King Arthur or what the you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, we're all vaccinated except for uh, Jake. So, oh, we'll, yeah, we're all vaccinated here. So. We'll be back in the studio next week and uh, we'll have uh, Sandy in for Jake. So that's, uh, yep. that's right. Sandy can, Sandy
4: can sit in until he gets a shot. Yeah.
2: I'll give her my reviews and she can just tell you guys. And we're good.
0: I felt bad for Sandy because she sent me a, uh, she sent me a text. She's like, hey, check this out on Netflix. It's a show called The Irregulars. And uh, it's about the, so the, 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 um, Description is, uh, a group of uh, street urchins helps uh, the shadowy Sherlock Holmes uh, with supernatural cases. And I, I just sent an eye roll back to, to um, Sandy and I felt bad about it. Because I was eye rolling the show, not her. I don't need Holmes and the supernatural. Okay, People keep trying to do that.
4: Doesn't work. Stop it. So that sounds like somebody was in a room going, I got an idea. How about Sherlock Holmes meets Stranger Things? That's exactly what it is.
0: That's exactly what it is. How about
4: if the Goonies met Sherlock Holmes? Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) And they're they're like, Yeah, that'd really be something.
0: Guys, is anybody watching uh, The Falcon and the Snowman? Am I the only one watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? We did, yes. How are you guys doing on it? Do you like it? Mm, It's okay. Yeah, oh, I
1: already that, forgot what happened.
3: I'm not a, That's not a good sign. I'm, I'm not a fan of <laughs> New Cap. I think he's an idiot.
1: Mm. New Cap?
0: New Cap. New Russell's son. New Cap. Wyatt. Boy, that is a guy. Wyatt Russell does not have the chin to be Captain America. You real, That, that no. mask does not do him any favors. He looks like he's 90. He looks like Walter Brennan in the Captain America yeah. uniform. You're right. And when you're you, right. I when, saw the picture. When you take him, when you take it out, he's like, you know, he's not a bad-looking guy, but he's got that weird bottom jaw and uh, that chin, I, and it does not look. Somebody good. with
4: a mask. You when they're casting somebody with a mask or a cowl, you better have a strong chin. You know, even if you can't act, you better get somebody with a good chin. You know. Yeah, he looks like Walter Brennan that, in there. Yeah, now yeah, it's <laughs> you're right. Without the teeth. Without the teeth, yeah. Do it, Jake. Do, it, <laughs> do a
0: Walter Brennan as Captain oh, America. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, go on. I'm... You're right. I am America's ass.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: Am America's there you go. There you go. There uh, you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they introduced uh, the original, or the second Captain America in the show. Yeah, that was cool. So they're going into some of the stuff. They're going into, it looks like you're going to start dealing with some some issues in the uh in the Marvel universe which i like uh basically uh there's, there's a nice little storyline yeah but you're right it doesn't seem to be There's not a lot it's very very whereas i think as much as crap as i gave wandavision for the first couple of episodes at least it was something different this feels yeah. very much like a lot that we've seen before in the marvel universe so it doesn't differentiate itself from some of the action heavy marvels so
3: yeah, and but where I was okay with um, WandaVision division being like a little bit shorter, I think this is suffering from it being too short because there's not enough time for anything to catch on or take pace.
0: Yeah, so we'll. See. I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's ten episodes again, so we'll see how it where it ends up. But uh, yeah, it's very actiony. It feels a lot like Agents of Shield, just with more money, is what it yeah. feels like so far. Uh, what were you gonna say, Justine? I'm sorry, we cut you off there.
1: Yeah, it's just it's giving it more time, but you don't even feel like it wasn't enough. like it just didn't give us enough content in that time. Yeah. So it it seems like it's going to go on for a long time compared to WandaVision which you know, you only got a few episodes. This feels like
0: Yeah. I think it's
1: w- like a Netflix thing that's going to have like 22 episodes or I don't know.
0: WandaVision is so definitely 22. a one and done. Um, yeah. So this is this feels like it's, they're they're laying the roots for this to go a few seasons. So um, <clears throat> I've been watching. Uh, I'm almost done with season one of Discovery. It's taken me longer than I hoped. I was hoping to get through the whole thing before I got to give up my trial for Paramount Plus. But uh, boy, what's remember, that? What's that? I'm digging it. I'm digging that Star Trek Discovery, man. It's fun. Oh, that it's a fun show, John. You will be pleased to know they spend a bunch of episodes in the Goatee universe. So it's the uh, what the goatee universe. I don't know what that is. The, the universe, the all goatee, the, the goatee,
4: the evil, evil, evil go oh, universe. Spock's, Spock's beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a band called Spock's Beard. Yeah, is there really? Okay,
0: yeah, they go to yeah. they go to that universe for a while. Actually, they 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 explore that. Universe. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. That's it's kind of yeah. That's really are... well done. I've enjoyed the first season so far. Lots of, lots is this
4: connected to that one that was on cbs access
0: that is it. access that's cbs that's it that's it that's, the that's same it
4: so this is like season two or something they're or? on
0: season three right now okay they just finished so you say it's three. not bad huh? yeah I, I really enjoy it because they're in that middle space between so it's between enterprise archer with, yep and then uh captain kirk So it's about, I think it's about 20 years before the USS Enterprise. Because you get a, a, well, maybe even even, um, sooner than that. Maybe about 20 to 10, maybe right in there. Mm. Because Captain Pike does turn up. So you get to see Pike before.
4: uh, So maybe it'll be like Smallville and Gotham where the last episode. Kirk and Spock walk onto the bridge, or something. Yeah, this is uh, this is his
0: this is Pike's command before uh, the Enterprise. So this is before he gets
4: Spock. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Although uh, Sarek isn't it. Serik isn't it quite a bit. Ah, really? Who's who's playing Sarek? I don't know, but he doesn't look like Mark Leonard, so it throws me. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Mm. Mark Leonard is dead, so he can- <laughs> there's not much, mm. There's not much you can do.
4: Unless you want it unless you do like a, you do a Peter Cushing and you yeah. know nobody do wa- is nobody, <laughs> nobody wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants that.
0: So. Nobody wants
4: a, a CGI It's a little Mark more, uh, it's and- a little
0: more pew 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 than uh, other Star Treks. Uh, pew 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 pew. Uh, but and the Klingons are uh, are a big part of it. So it's uh, there's a uh, you know if you're a fan of classic Trek I, I would recommend it. I like it. Hmm. It's, it's a good one. Did anyone watch the uh, 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 finish the Justice League yet, John? Did you get a chance no. to see it yet?
4: Uh, no, but I uh, I probably will.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll finish. I it. probably will I'll finish it.
4: Um, yeah. Did you get any further? You got one hour in, or
0: I didn't. I have not had a chance. I had a, I had worked all weekend, and then I had a lot of stuff going on this week, so I will sit down and watch it. And then I wanted to watch for the show I, because I'm, you know, where the we're, uh, the cutting edge of pop culture. I had to watch King Kong versus Godzilla last night. Did anybody watch that? Did you watch it? No, it's on my list to watch today. Oh, man. I will give you my spoiler- Did you like f- it? I will give you my spoiler-free review, John. <laughs> okay. Okay, let, let, let's let's give this some context here. Uh, Pacific Rim is still the best non-Godzilla, it's still the best Godzilla movie out there. Great. It, it, mm. Even though it's not a Godzilla Kaiju. movie. It's, it's still the best Godzilla movie, Amer- best American version of a Godzilla movie out there. That being said, in this whole four movie, because you have Skull Island, you have the original Godzilla, you have uh, King of the Monsters, then you have Kong versus Godzilla. In this monster verse, as they're calling it, uh, Kong Skull Island is still my favorite. Uh, it's not, ah!
2: That's a tough I one. was very surprised about Kong Skull Island. It's it was gr- pretty good.
0: It's great. It's it a good. lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, a
0: lot of stuff to stare at. A lot of stuff to stare at. Uh, wow, John C. <laughs> Riley really, you know, made made. There it, it was a lot going on,
4: but that's uh, not who she's talking I know, about. I,
0: <laughs> I like
1: me that. I like me some of that Yo- Loki. Hey, well,
4: you know, you know, like, Captain Marvel.
0: Captain Marvel is uh, easy on the eyes too. So I, it's not like, that's right. It's not like we're
4: Brie Larson. Yeah, it's
0: not like we're sweating it either. And and plus, you get to look at Kong and his biceps. <laughs> Uh, and his his pectoral his, his yeah. pectoral muscles, uh, but John, I'll tell you this: out of the the Godzilla movies they've done, this is this was my favorite one by far, by far. They really got nice. they really got the Godzilla, they got it right, and it's it's a light enough tone. There's still too much talky talky, um, and there's still too much. You know, it's ponderous and it's very everything's got to have weight to it. You know. But uh, too many people. No, you know the, it's kind of split between Team Godzilla and Team Kong, um, and there's two alternating storylines, and they come together at the end. But mm. uh, it's it's enough. the The Team Kong is the more ponderous. Team Godzilla gets to have a little more fun in this one because they're trying to unravel why Godzilla's pissed off and and. You know, when he, why has he turned on humanity when he's been <laughs> humanity's protector uh so hmm. um Godzilla's been humanity's protector That's that's what I'm saying. Why has he turned Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh
2: yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah But uh oh, that guy. King Kong oh, yeah. like King Kong's never been humanity's protector sure get. Has. Out of here. In the <laughs> Jake's in the not top. fucking <laughs> listening. Anyway, I am listening.
0: It's it's fun, John. And the, it's everything you want. It's giant monsters punching each other. And uh some of yeah, it, some of it's a little silly. Um I will tell you if you're if you guys are Call of Duty fans. I will just say this: it's a minor spoiler. Kong is pretty much a carry. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, mm. But uh, that's all I'm going to tell you.
4: If you're, a- you know, mm. it is playing in theaters. So I don't know. Maybe after my second shot, I'll go see it in a the theater.
0: I'll tell you what. This would be fun. I was a little sad of, of this of all the ones that I would have wanted to see in IMAX. This would have been the one. Um, this would have been the one because they they really go. If that first. Uh-
4: uh, so when you saw it on your screens? Like what? You got like a sixty-inch screen? I got a seventy-inch screen down here, John, in the basement. Wow, Man, maybe you sixty-five. Got a,
0: sixty-five. Good. I'm sorry. I'm uh, overestim- that's a pretty big Over, screen. overestimating as usual. Yeah,
1: all guys do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's
4: why we're bad at math. It's bigger than it looks. It's like a ninety-inch. <laughs> you know. It's
1: like a I'm you know, this high. I'm this tall right here. Yeah,
4: that's why we're bad at it's math. Like you know, it's not the size. Hey, you know, it's not the size; it's the it's the, it's the, it's the uh, sound. Yeah, you know. it's not the, the size; it's the, the a- sound system.
0: And I come and dance around. you know what I mean. Is, uh, 15. I it's, the, uh, the size
4: it's the it's the aspect the aspect ratio is what really does it. The girls love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, anyway, well, um.
0: that's sad if you're Zack Snyder.
4: Uh, Heyo, It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not the size; it's the length. <laughs> Four, four. It's four hours.
0: <laughs> uh,
4: hey. Anyway, it's, hey.
0: uh, I, I, if I would have seen one on the big screen, it would have been this one. It's fun.
4: What would you give it, number-wise, numerical-wise? What would you rate it?
0: Oh, uh, I give it a strong... I'm going to say... I don't know. What, what do we give... We haven't rated Kong Skull Island, but I, w- I would give this a solid... Just for the fight scenes alone. It's a solid seven. Hey, great. And that's good for a monster movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Plus, you love uh, you love Godzilla movies, so yeah. if you're giving it a seven, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What fun. did you think of the first one?
0: That was okay. That was about
4: a uh... the, the one the
2: was the one with the Muda
0: Mudons oh, or the Mutos the Putos. Mutos. Um, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give. Um, that's
4: about a six. That was a six. Yeah. Okay. You know, they just ran King of Monsters. Uh, a couple nights ago, and I watched it, and it was better than I remembered it. <laughs> oh, did you, did you? I thought this- did, you, did you catch Takashi Shimura
0: as the scientist from Seven? 7- yeah, 10-hour? how about that? Yeah. yeah. And then I just watched, but uh, uh, I just watched uh, the first Ghidorah movie, the th- Monster Zero. He's
4: in that one uh-huh. too.
0: He's in that one too. Wow, how about that? Got a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: I think that. I think the original Monster Zero was was that Nick Adams.
0: That's the second. That's the sequel to Monster Zero.
4: Oh. oh yeah, so there was one before Monster Zero with yes. Ghidorah, huh? I think the one. Ah.
0: I think Monster Zero is Nick Adams, and then Attack of the Astro Monsters, the original Gido, uh,
4: and the American Gido. title was Monster Zero, right? Yeah, I believe so. Don't quote. That's yeah, the that's first. Uh, that's the first uh, kaiju movie I ever saw. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was one of those ones they ran like all night, uh, all week. It ran Monday through Friday on Channel Nine and or whatever. Loved it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, liked- we just watched it over and over again.
0: You loved every second of it. You liked- I did. I thought it was great. I love the electronic synthesizer noise that they use for uh, for as a uh, like laser beam. It was like yeah, bah, yeah, yeah. Bah. That was, what, that
4: was, was great. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like a it's pretty. It's ringing. a pretty damn good suit, you know, for all that it's got to do. I don't know how many strings are on that thing. Yet three heads and wings. You know, it looked pretty damn good for 65 or whatever the year yeah. was. You know? It's its
0: own art form, really. I mean, people make fun of it because there's the models. and, and But if you watch yeah. the King of the Monsters um, um, commentary, you know, they say that, you know, the Japanese, they don't expect realism. They don't – that's not part of what, no. like, culturally – It's it, Yeah, it doesn't have to look super real.
4: Yeah, it's like a very – it's like Kabuki, or a and it's also you know, the,
0: shadows. The, they they really pride themselves on the craftsmanship. So when you see those little toy tanks, they're incredibly yeah. detailed, and that's where yeah. the art that they really put their work in and their heart into that. Even though they're going to blow it yeah. up, you know, you know yeah. they're not made out of cardboard. So that's part of the the craft of making those movies. So, and as yeah. a kid, I loved it because it was like you kind of feel like you could do that. It's like, oh hey, right, I mean, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah you thought if i could buy like a hundred little car models and a couple city blocks and i could i could film something like this yeah but it's
0: worth it if you like the kaiju movies and you like uh, and you're a big uh, king kong fan john yeah uh,
4: and i've seen i've seen i saw the last three so what the hell did you like skull island i did yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I thought it had a lot of good pointers. I I should say a lot of good points. I thought Kong. Lo- I thought Kong looked really good. I thought he really had a good look to him, and um, I liked the stuff that was going on on the ground with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, John C. Riley and all those guys. I thought, you know, I thought it worked. It was a little corny in places, but yeah, for the most part, I kind of kind of liked it.
0: Yeah, they they do a really good job. I will tell you what, they do a really good job of making. Kong sympathetic, they, you know, as always, yeah, ab- as always. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a big yeah. Godzilla guy. So, uh, you know, my, you know. but they they really make uh, Kong uh, Godzilla. And they put him in some situations here where you're like, oh, snap. Like that's, uh, Kong's in trouble. But it's very much more. <laughs> I will say that the movie's 60% Kong, 40% Godzilla. I will let you know ahead of it. The- going into it. It is more oh, yeah? a, It is more of a Kong movie than a Godzilla movie at first. Mm. And 2% Mecha Godzilla? What was that?
3: 2% Mecha Godzilla? No, no Mecha
0: Godzilla. No spoilers, fortunately. No spoilers.
3: That would have been awesome. Man. I thought they were hinting at it. They were hinting. Yeah, they, were hinting, it, hinting they were hinting at it, at it but probably
0: uh, the next one. Probably the next one maybe. But mm. uh, definitely check it out. I won't tell you. Are yeah, just going to remake all of the,
2: all the old like, Godzilla <laughs>
4: Oh, my God. I would love it. Are they gonna, I What would is it? There's it. like 100 movies. Yeah. They could do Destroy All Monsters and <laughs> Monster what, Island. I didn't and all really
0: like King of the Monsters, but the Mothra was great. That Mothra yeah. was fantastic. Uh, you know, they
4: did a good job now, making it all s- get... make sense, you know?
2: Yeah. You say? When are we going to get Baby Godzilla is what I want to know.
0: Uh, oh, you mean um, – Never.
2: Uh, or no, never. not 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 Baby Godzilla. It's um, what's his name?
0: Uh, he has a name, and I can't remember his name. Yeah, when are we to yeah, get what, Grogu?
4: The, the one that uh, blows smoke rings and goes Mama. What's Baby Godzilla's yeah. name, Mama. I don't remember his name. Uh, God, those are awful. That's Man- where they lose me. Manila, Is, you know, when they got- <laughs> Manila, Manila, Mama, Manila,
0: Manila, not Manila, Minila. Min, M I N I L L A. Minila. but I like when he does a little circles, the, the little smoke <laughs> oh, rings.
4: at the spider,
0: I want that. Yeah. I want that
4: uh, with, with
0: in uh, 4K CG, please. Thank you. <laughs>
4: that's that, that's where they lose me. That's absolutely where the Godzilla series lost me. <laughs> they lose me after the bunker scene. <laughs> that's right. Give me that ketchup, you know. <laughs> they lose me after the uh, after the baby yeah. Godzilla
0: scene in the in the animated uh, Godzilla universe Gadzuki was his name. Oh for Gadzuki.
4: the love of Christ.
0: Uh, that was there was a 70s animated Godzilla yep. cartoon.
4: I think it's it was so a, weird. There was even it,
0: it was the same company that yeah, was the, was the it, Star Trek
4: animation I think the um, Star Trek filmation? animation filmation.
0: Filmation, yes, that's right.
4: Mm. I it you know, it, there was like there was a Godzilla comic book too in the uh, 70s.
0: Uh, let me ask you that a was, question. That was Justine, we had to pick who would be your favorite kaiju. And we'll add Kong to the mix, even though Kong predates the kaiju. Who's
4: your favorite?
1: I don't really care.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. Uh, you boys can argue over who's stronger King Kong or Godzilla. Uh, Patrick, I've got other really, fish to fry. <laughs> I never
1: really cared about it, but I did care about Kong, Kong Skull Island because I thought it was fun. Okay. Watch.
0: Yeah, it was a fun movie. If you're not into those movies, that's a great, that's one to watch.
1: Yeah, when they're just exploring the island, like, the whole thing was fun. I enjoyed it.
0: There you got to see
1: a buff Loki.
0: There is a section <laughs> There is a section in the middle of Kong vs. Godzilla that harkens back to some of the 60s and 70s sci-fi that I won't, I don't want mm. to ruin it. And it keeps pretty close to like the Japanese style. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I won't ruin that for anybody But uh, Patrick, what's, who's your favorite kaiju? Kojiro Oh, how
2: about you, Jake? How boring um, I like Destroya Or uh, um, What's the one What's the one that kind of looks like a little armadillo Or it's like spiky Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I oh his
0: my name. god uh, Agagiris yeah Yeah, i like i like i can't
4: but wow i would never heard of either one of those
0: (laughs) john you gotta get i got the whole i got the the criterion blu-ray set you want to borrow it oh that's every kong uh, that's every godzilla movie right every one of the uh the original era up to like 74 i think yeah wow Wow.
4: how about that how many discs is that Uh, uh 14 i think (laughs) <laughs> wow it's worth it every, worth i said it. discs <laughs> worth every penny. how much was
0: it uh, uh wow. not enough it wasn't it, there's you can't put a price on that you can't put a price on that, <laughs> and that yeah. so was that, was was that criterion
4: <laughs> yeah it was a criterion i don't remember how much it was and it was, you said the really cool thing was that second one that nobody's seen right the second godzilla movie which nobody in america has seen right
0: uh godzilla raids again it was in black and white and it was Ooh. like the second one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's where Aggie Gears. That's where Aggie Gears makes his uh, appearance. I believe his ah. first appearance. He, that's where he debuts. John, who's your favorite uh, kaiju? You're a Kong guy, right? Kong.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I love Godzilla in the first one. I think he's really great. But yeah, I think I guess Kong is probably the one. Yeah.
0: I, I see. I love King Kong, but it's just like when you tell me, "Oh, he's got to fight Godzilla." It's like, well, sorry, King Kong. You know what I mean? It's like, well,
4: you know. Yeah, you know. And did they finally figure out the scale they were talking about? How can he be as tall as Godzilla? Did they did they work that out? They just said he was older. You know, like they just said he's older. The fan- The fanboys were like well wait a minute in this movie he's this high how are they going to make him as high as godzilla it's like i don't know rivet counting (laughs) i know you you could even picture like the producers going i don't know and i don't care (laughs) do you want big Uh, monsters or not yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like i don't want to have to explain to you why they're the same height can we just get on with things they're in the city they're pissed off yeah they're fighting they're fighting nice
0: camera you know. action. That's it. All right. Yeah, I, I would give uh, I would give Kong
4: versus Godzilla seven if I had to. Right on. Okay, might Yeah, I might wait and catch that in a the theater. Yeah, you never know. What is me. it? First shot gives you what? First shot gives you what? Ninety percent?
0: Eighty percent? <laughs> Eighty.
4: Okay. I would wait so till you two get two masks. Your, it'll be out for a little bit. Wait, wait till you get your second no.
0: shot and then go see it.
4: See. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. All right, guys. Let's Haven't get on to a uh, yeah. Let's get onto the digital movie club. Are you guys pumped for the digital movie club? Pumped? Are you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you sure? And I know how. Justine's pumped. Is and she, how? Why did she? Did she not like the movies this week? Is that what? Is that what? what uh, I mean? Oh, I don't know. I think she. I'm going to say that. I'm going to guess that Justine is is. I got a couple. We got a couple of tens coming up today. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. Okay. Digital movies. Digital movies. <laughs> You're in the club. That, of course, was. Uh, can you can our, you make that any louder? <laughs> our good friend Sandy. Yeah, there, it was loud. It was He's gonna
1: uh, edit it. He's gonna edit it in post.
0: I can yeah. actually it drop post. it in when I do it later. I, there we, you go. We, yes,
1: please.
0: We just have to be quiet. But uh guys, it's digital movie time. Uh, we have to- wait, 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 wait.
3: before we continue. Nicole listened to that last week and she had the gall to tell us that she never wants to hear our old intro ever again. She only ever wants to hear that she hates our old wow. intro. Oh because wow.
0: we scream you it listen? because
4: she listens into headphones and we scream yeah. it into her ears. That's mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Did you say? Did you say? I'm a person. I have feelings. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have emotions. Right. <laughs> if you prick me, do I not bleed? I, if, if you tickle me, do I not laugh? Done. I brought that up. <laughs> if you wrong me, do I not binge? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've, I've brought that up in actual arguments, and she just laughs. So, uh, just kidding. I'm kidding. Yep. But uh, yeah, you guys ready? It's digital movie <laughs> club time. <laughs> Who's excited? Who wants to start? Uh, Handsome Dan, why don't you pick uh, which, which order we're going in this week? Oh, let's do Touch of Evil first. Touch of Evil, Patrick. Yes. Let's talk about it. Touch of Evil, please.
3: righty, Touch of Evil, released in 1958 uh, in Canada on. May 9th, 1958, did not release in the U.S. until 1998. Um, Got an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, directed by
0: one Orson Welles, starring, I don't know, some weird old guy. I'm going to have to correct you on that, Patrick. It was released in the United States, but the cut that we saw premiered in 1998. Uh. So it was released Uh. in the United States. The, the movie was uh, taken out of Wells' hands and re edited for release. Because so. it was originally known as The Band of Evil? The Badge no, of No, the book was called The Badge of Evil. The book was called Badge of, Badge of Evil. Of was Badge Badge of of that Evil. was the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the movie was taken out of Wells' hands and then re edited. And then uh, Wells sent notes saying, This is, this." he had like. Detailed notes on the way the movie should have been laid out. So after he passed away, Walter Murch got a hold of it and uh, they re edited it for Universal. So that's the God bless Walter Murch. That's the edit that's, that we gotcha. see now. That's the edit. Oh, gotcha. Yep, 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 yep. That makes sense now. Mm. And it stars Charlton Heston, Anthony Quinn. Just kidding. I don't know why I said Anthony <laughs> Quinn. Charlton Heston, uh, uh, Orson Welles, and the lovely uh gen- mm-hmm with all of almost all of uh of uh I kept forgetting that Joseph cotton does turn up in this uh Un- uncredited, uncredited yeah <laughs> but yeah almost all of uh Wells's old pals are here uh Ray it, Collins and you also get a character named Menzies which uh <laughs> which is uh British slang for um your uh Menstruation. So uh Really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> the Menzies. Yeah. The Menzies, yeah. Charming.
4: Mm-hmm. Charming to the last. Or
0: maybe British maybe Australian. Maybe Australian slang. Um mm. but yeah, let's so Touch of Evil. Who wants to start? Well, Jake, you picked let's start. What did you think of Touch of Evil? Well, well before oh, wait, 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 before we go, let's let's give a brief synopsis. Uh basically at the beginning of the movie, there's a a very famous tracking shot that lasts for I don't know how many minutes, but you follow this car uh, and the guy and the girl in the car get blown up at the border Oof. and they call in Hank Quinlan. Hank Quinlan is a crooked cop in, uh, in the city. I believe it's El Paso, John. Is that where this takes place?
4: It's a it's a border town. Um, I'm not sure where it's supposed to be, but it's right on the border. I think they actually shot it in Venice California, hey, but it's you, supposed to be like a border town
0: yeah yeah so I don't remember where they say but uh, uh it, the Mexican police in the form of uh Charlton Heston <laughs> uh, uh get involved and uh Charlton Heston is married to uh, Janet Lee who also gets uh kind of caught up in the proceedings uh and uh the mystery of how these people died is uh unraveled as the movie goes on and it uh, that's so that's kind of just the, the thumbnail sketch uh, talk us through it Jake what did you think oh
2: it stressed me out every time the every time any of the Grande family was involved because I'm like what the fuck are they gonna do especially the young guy I forget I forget his name of the young one but oh my god I'm like he is such a loose cannon on drugs I'm like I don't know what he's gonna do did you like that? Stress. I did like it. Yeah. Had a great feel. It was a noir, so it kinda it had the same what's the word? Atmosphere? Like the same format, same format, same atmosphere. Like you know you knew one of the some you know one of the cops was gonna be dirty or, or all the cops are always dirty. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it was I thought it was great. Um it was the scene of the motel which stressed me out heavily. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, we're, with we're, the
2: wife, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! I'm like, is this is this what they do in the '50s? Is this what they're playing right now?
0: <laughs> well, you find out they just kind of gave her sodium pentothal, and then uh, yeah. But that whole scene where God, where, where it slowly uh, John dawns on Grandy what uh-huh. uh, Quinlan's about to do. Like that whole scene with the lights off and oh, the lights flashing, ooh. and then, this is like one of the sweatiest movies out there. Like everybody, looks, <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating a little bit too. Well, it's very claustrophobic too. There's such tight close-ups. Like everybody's, it's you know, it's a, everything's very claustrophobic in this movie. There are very mm-hmm. few shots where there's a lot of space or wide openness. They did a lot of
2: really low angle shots that were pointing up towards the ceiling too. Mm-hmm.
4: That's a that's an Orson Welles trademark. Yeah. Shooting up so you see the ceiling and it's all yeah. Uh Orson Welles is actually Just to prove it to you that they're not that they're like on that they're not in a set that they're actually on location. Yeah, I think he started that with Citizen Kane. You wanted it to feel like it was a real place and not just yeah. some some sound stage, yeah. yeah. Uh
0: actually to interrupt very briefly, uh Orson Welles is actually picked recommended by Charlton Heston. To uh, direct the movie when direct when he signed on, he recommended to Universal that they get Charlton Hest or uh, Orson Welles to uh, direct. So cool. that that came later, and then later on when they demanded to do reshoots, he and Janet Leigh, out of like solidarity, did not want to do any of the reshoots. But they were forced by Universal because of their contracts that they it was in their contract they had to do reshoots if it was if it came to that. So they did end up reshooting some of the stuff that Wells had shot, but. Yeah, you're right, Jake. This movie has a lot of atmosphere, a mm-hmm. lot of handheld camera work. It's very disorienting at times, um, very claustrophobic. This movie definitely definitely has a feel to it.
2: A lot of tension, like through 90% of the movie. I felt like there was always a lot of uh, very high tension in a lot of scenes, whether whether the characters know about it or not.
0: Did you recognize Hank Quinlan as, the, as also the third man in The Third Man? Did you recognize, realize they were the same guy?
2: Mm, no. I'm bad at recognizing people, so no. Well,
4: he's
0: wearing a, a
4: fat suit, and he's got makeup on his face, too. Mm.
0: Yeah, a lot of makeup. He's such a weird-looking guy. But Marlena Dietrich loves them, so what are you going to do about that? Yeah, how about that? Right. Uh, did you like our people being portrayed in brownface by Charlton Heston? Uh, <laughs> very swar, very swarthy looking Charlton Heston, though. Very, very. Who's Spanish? Was, Spanish was not bad. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, all right. Jake, did you? Let me ask you this, Jake. Honestly. Uh, were you hoping that? Uh, did you think he was going to get away with it? Because for a little bit, it looks like he might get away with this whole thing. I mean, it would have been it would have been a nice twist
2: <laughs> just Bless to have you. him get away with it. Sorry, because they're pushing it for the they're pushing the whole movie that. Um, oh God, what's the main guy's? Name? I don't forget the name, but the main character that they he's like closing in on him, and like you know he's going to get away with it, or you know he's going to catch him, but. Yeah, that would have been nice to have him kill the main guy and then him just get away.
0: Boy, John, who played the uh who played Menzies' his, his buddy? Um you know, I'm not sure. Uh yeah, Joseph he looks very Kalea. familiar. What was that? Uh, ah, there you go.
1: Joseph Kalea.
0: Boy, he was really good and kind of like He really was. He's really sad, kind of really dumb. You're like, how did this guy ever uh you know how did this guy? How is this guy still a policeman? But you realize that it's because <laughs> Quinlan's looked out for him his whole career. You know he's you know he's yeah. never caught on. He just
4: thinks the world of this guy, and so he uses that. <laughs> he does the impossible. It, the, he does the impossible. He makes you feel some sort of sympathy for Quinlan, which is really tough. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I love it. Justine, what did you think? Touch of Evil.
1: Um, Janet is really pretty.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm Now you know uh-huh. now you know why Tony Curtis. <laughs> uh she was the only m- m- woman able to land Stony Curtis. <laughs> Stony Curtis.
1: Um I yeah, when you see Mike Vargas and then you see how his face looks, it's just inappropriate. But uh <laughs> all brown. Yeah. I was looking like this doesn't look natural at all. I hate you guys. Um <laughs> But I like the story. The story was good. I like that they did the story. Um, well, let me feel for that guy.
0: Let me tell you what, Justine. But I guess
1: he was guilty, right? <laughs> kind of well,
0: sucks. they say he was. You never really it's, find out. Do you, John? Do you Do you feel yeah. like they wrapped that
4: up? Or? No, but, you know, it sounds like they railroaded him. I never bought the idea that he really did it because yeah. he planted the dynamite. So I, I never bought mm-hmm. that. I thought they just railroaded him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then they said he admits it like, towards the end. It's just kind of sad to hear. But. I think
4: what that's alluding to is the fact
0: that even in the, I think that he was railroaded, and that even in the light of so much evidence that he was innocent, that they were still going to charge him with it, even though Quinlan was dead. Like like even though Quinlan's not a part of it, this you know yeah. th- you know this uh, this sort of thing is still going to happen even without with or without Hank uh, Quinlan, that's the way the system is set up. And so... Yeah,
4: they were like uh, leaning on him. They were doing the rubber hose and all that stuff, you know. They were, uh, you know, it's obvious. He said, put the pressure on him. So they, they made him crack. So yeah, he may have fessed up, but I don't think he did it.
0: And another thing, Justine, just so you know, originally the cop was supposed to be white, but it was Orson Welles who suggested that he make him Mexican because Orson Welles wanted to kind of explore uh The racism, and also wanted to mm. irritate people by having the Mexican guy be married to <laughs> Janet Lee. Like that was literally why he did. It. <laughs> just to I mean, be an I asshole.
1: I enjoyed that part. I liked that part. I was like, okay, like they were hitting on some things. I liked that he was sticking up. They showed someone sticking up for that guy. Um, and that was I liked that that someone trusted him. It wasn't like let's just throw this bad guy that they think is a bad guy away, which they didn't, but
0: yeah,
1: it had like a great it had a great story, I didn't see it coming that he was going to kill that guy and he's a he's creepy he's so creepy
2: yes, everyone in this movie's creepy and, but, <laughs> and sweaty, and
1: you think like, oh they're going to talk about it, which they don't they don't really address it, they just say something really quickly but you think someone would say, how is this little girl going to kill this big or this other guy, it just.
0: Well, because she was, was she was high out of her mind,
4: so she's course. so strong. <laughs> she
1: got so strong all of a sudden
4: on reefer. She, she was high, on reefer. Uh, high that's, on reefer. That's what weed does to Yep.
1: I mean, the movie's good with karma. I like that. I liked when Vargas punches that young kid. That made me happy. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And Vargas. Uh, as.
1: And it, I didn't think it was too interesting until we get to the bridge. Until he wears a mic. That part was fun to watch, except for he's splashing in water. Like, how do they not hear him? And I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, doesn't he hear that thing he's listening to? And he addresses it and says he hears an echo. Which I'm like, yeah, that would happen. But how do you not hear him walking and splashing about underneath you? That wasn't very believable. Um, I don't know. The whole thing was. It was all right. It was okay.
0: It was just okay. It was okay. J. No, I said Jake Patrick.
1: It was. It was a twist, though, that that hotel was owned by them. Like what? Oh, the grand.
0: <laughs> well, they own. It's kind of implicated. They own a lot in the town. They're like local, local. But like
1: it was planned. It worked out really well for them.
0: So. It, well, you know what always trips me out about this movie is how graphic it is for the time. Because when she yeah. like, when she wakes up and you see, I don't know how they made his eyes look <laughs> like that. But his oh, eyes. Oh are... yeah,
1: I saw that. It looked like they painted over the image on.
0: Yeah, I don't like know. Later
1: on, like the photograph of it or something.
0: But it, was, but... it looked it looked crazy. It looked crazy on it. But it, it was.
1: Cool. kind of looked like Jack Sparrow, and his eyes are closed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like painted his eyelids. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I love it. Patrick, what did you think? Touch of evil. Let's talk about it.
4: His film
3: was all over the place. In a good, um, in a good way or a bad way. Uh, I don't uh, don't know I mean I think a lot of it's pretty jarring as far as like the way it's shot and I get that's intentional but it it makes viewing the movie difficult um in some sense I really didn't need to see Charlton Charlton Heston in brownface I I think that's (laughs) uh, it's it's frustrating and it just it goes to show that like yeah let's just do something for offensive sake um they could have recast that. I know he's a big-name actor, but, like, if you want to have – if Orson Ross really wanted to play with that dynamic, he could have just recast it. Yeah, he put
4: Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban. Put Ricardo yeah, Montalban been, or somebody in there. Yeah. Been
3: freaking great. Or, or Cesar um, Romero or anybody. Yeah, so, I mean, it was hard for me to like this movie. Um, it's just tough to watch.
0: It was tough to watch because you couldn't yeah. –
3: I mean, both from the way it's shot and then just kind of the story feels like it's all over the place, like you're jumping to and from. And I think that may have to do with the fact that it's been recut mm-hmm. and recut. I think that it suffers from that um, and it doesn't necessarily feel as like a cohesive film.
0: OK, that's that's very fair. That's fair. You you can definitely tell that maybe more than one hand had a had a, a turn. Yeah. In making it. yeah. OK, John, touch of evil. Where does this fall in your now? This is uh, this along with Vertigo are kind of movies that came out and uh, weren't very well received or had mixed reviews. And then years later are kind of seen
4: as some of the director's best work. So that, that's one yeah, the thing these two have in common. When, yeah. When this came out, it was, uh, I think it ran on the, the second half of a double bill. You know, it just got, it got buried kind of like lady from Shanghai. It's another film noir from Orson Welles that uh, as years passed, people said, my God, this is the epitome of film noir and just, wonderfully shot but when it came out people just didn't know what to make of it it always got buried like on a double a double bill It was considered like a b movie didn't get much attention as the years passed people that were like studied wells's movies they said wow this is one of his best some people say it's it's right up there with citizen kane and it's really the last uh the last movie that wasn't like a shakespeare movie after this i think he does chimes at midnight which is Shakespeare. Then he does a couple documentaries, but this is really like the last American film that has like a, 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 a linear narrative, you know. And um, when you think about it, you know, he did three movies that are really up there in the film noir genre because Lady from Shanghai has got that amazing scene at the end with the uh, the shootout in the funhouse with the mirrors, and people just hold that up as one of the all-time great scenes. And then this one, they always talk about the uh, the tracking shot at the beginning. I think for a while that held the uh, the record for the longest tracking shot, the longest unbroken shot. You know, it goes way up on a crane. He's up like on a boom crane, it goes way up over the uh, hotel and over to the next street, and you're following the car. And it's you never cut. It's like one continuous uh, one continuous shot, and it really works and uh because the whole thing is yeah what's going on with this car and then when, when the blonde goes hey i hear some ticking <laughs> the last thing you hear before it blows up is she goes hey i hear some ticking in my head what is that <laughs> and everyone's all yeah 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 whatever and then it blows up so it's uh it's an inter- interesting first shot you know
0: yes definitely definitely draws you in it's one of those sh- yeah. it's one of those shots that you you kind of Maybe wouldn't notice the first time because you're you're trying to figure out and you're it's a you know you're trying to get your bearings in in you know in in this world that you're
4: visiting so you might not notice that shot the first time out but. and the best thing about a shot like that is you're not thinking about it if they do it right it's not like a a hey look at me shot in retrospect you go wow how'd they do that it had to be like this giant boom crane or something mm-hmm. but at the time. It's very fluid, You're, because it's, and it's really doing something difficult. You're following Charlton Heston and Janet Leigh, but they keep running across this car. The car turns a corner, and they keep sort of like they're neck and neck with this car, and then finally they stop at the uh, border, and they're even talking to the guy in the car. You know, like, hey, aren't you uh, – yeah, yeah, aren't you uh, – yeah, yeah. Then, you know, they pull, pull up the block, and it blows up. It's kind of a tour de force there. But it's, it's a great sort of way to begin it. And it also introduces everybody that, you know, it starts the whole ball rolling. You know, who planted the dynamite? What's this all about? Charlton Heston, you know. Yeah, that, that could have been easily Ricardo Montalban or somebody, you know. You kind of wonder about that. But I guess at this time, Heston was a big star. I guess it was his uh, – Universal wanted to make a movie with him. They always go back and forth about who got Wells involved. But I guess the big story is that Heston said uh, – you're having trouble getting a director for this. Why don't you get Wells? Wells is great, and he's not hasn't been working. You know, it's been a couple years since he'd made a movie. And uh I think Heston had more clout in those days in Hollywood. He had much more clout than Wells, so uh, he'd had a couple big hits. So when he said, "Let's get Wells," they said, "Okay, if he's good enough for Charlton Heston,
0: he's good enough for Moses."
4: Yeah, exactly. Where, where does this sell? people go? Where, where does this fall? But it is—it is kind of like. It's kind of unbelievable, though. You kind of go, come on. You know, this, this is no way. There's no way Charlton Heston's a uh, Mexican. You know, there's just no way. <laughs> ¿Donde, hmm, esta, right? is,
0: Donde esta mi esposa? Yeah, uh, I know. You're just
4: going, it's, isn't that guy Moses? <laughs> Where's is is my Moses wife,
3: you damn dirty ape? Yeah, yeah.
4: You know what I love is uh, that whole scene with her at the hotel, uh I always go, wow! Janet Lee has no no luck with motels, does she? (laughs) (laughs) You think about Psycho, she, you know, her trouble begins when she gets into that motel. And here's another creepy, skinny, you know, psychotic uh, guy working the desk at a motel. It's Dennis Weaver. Really uncomfortable the way he's just like sort of batshit crazy, you know.
0: Yeah,
2: that is a that was she didn't recognize his voice at all when he was when. She was talking to him over the over the phone. Who's this The nice, uh, Grande, the Grande guy. I forget his name again.
4: Oh, the nephew. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess not. I mean, yeah. She kind of brought him to Grande. I guess he didn't didn't recognize that. That that is an uncomfortable scene. That whole thing uh, with them trying to get her doped up and then back to the uh, back to town. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. I like all the. Um, I like all the. Uh, peripheral characters it's cool to see uh to see um uh you know akim tamaroff is great and i think he's was, he was somebody that wells really liked he just thought he did a great job he he was one of the earliest guys to hire him uh i think way back in the 40s and he just thought he was great any chance to use him he was glad to do it and i think marlena dietrich did that uh, uh she didn't even get paid she did it as a favor she loved orson wells and when he said i need somebody to play this sort of like gypsy woman who's running the brothel at the uh, edge of town and, uh, also like a fortune teller, you know? And she said, and he said, but we were, the budget's all finished. And she says, I'll, I'll do it for free. No problem. How many days you need me for? I'll even bring my own clothes. You know, that's <laughs> like, mm. she really, and she's very memorable. That whole last scene. I love where he goes, read my fortune. And she's all, your fortune's all used up. <laughs> And then she's, I love also, she goes, oh, you got to lay off the candy bars. You're a mess, honey. <laughs> I want a whole movie with just that character. Yeah. I thought she was, really she's funny. so wonderful. Even that last shot, he gives her the last line where, um, you know, uh, is that all you got to say about him? And she goes, I don't know. He was some sort of man. What does it matter what you say about people? And just walks off, <laughs> you know, he actually gave her the last, you know, the last scene. So I don't know. They they had worked together going all the way back to like uh, World War II. They had done a magic act together for the troops. They had done some USO shows where he would like saw her in half as part of his magic act because he was actually a, a pretty good magician on top of everything else he knows how to do. But uh, I don't. I love all that stuff. I thought that that finale with the uh, with the recorder, as far fetched as that is, I love the idea that Joel Danson is going to do all these crazy gymnastics to stay, uh, you know, stay parallel and underneath them. <laughs> like Justine said, you know, how does he not hear him like splashing around underneath the, the uh, bridge? But I love it when they hear the echo and he's all, "What is that? What what is that?" <laughs> he's all, "What? That's just an echo?" You know. But he's just he's climbing over, you know, oil pumping machines. He's climbing under bridges. It's just nuts trying to keep that even at one point he's holding up the recorder so it doesn't get submerged. I just thought that was just a brilliant thing at the end. And then finally he gets it. It takes him forever, but he finally fesses up that he had planted the evidence in all of the cases, not just the one they're working on, you know. So uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff. It's not perfect. You can tell that it's been sort of re-edited. But I have seen both versions, and this is this is a better film because um, he wrote this 58-page memo on the way it should look after they took it away from him and cut it up and added scenes. He gave them this 58-page memo, and here's what my vision for this movie was. And he wasn't ranting and raving. He just said, here's what I had in mind. I'll lay it out for you. And I really spent a lot of time and work to do it. And they just sort of like said, well, whatever. So years later, uh, Walter Murch and a couple other guys said, well, we know – how to recut this this isn't like uh other films that were taken away from wells we have the footage and we have the blueprint on how to put it back together here's 58 pages telling what his his vision for this was so they said it's going to take some time but all we have to do is cut it back the way he he wanted it and um walter murch is like a genius not only with editing but he does uh sound mixing he's the guy that did all the the sound effects for Star Wars. Yeah. And he did a hell of a lot of the sound work on Apocalypse Now. So he knew exactly how to get the sound back the way it should be. So anyway, that was sort of a long-winded uh uh finale there. But uh, that's I this is one I like, and it sure took a lot of work to get it back the way he wanted it.
0: All right, let's rank it. Jake. Seven and a half. Seven point five. Justine. Mm-hmm. Um, I give it a five. A five, so just below Casablanca. Uh, Patrick, Cinco, John, I give it a seven. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, John. I'm going to give it a seven. Solid seven. I yeah. always I always want again. It's- you're right. It's unfortunate that it was taken away from him in the first place and reassembled because it does kind of you get that feeling that maybe you're watching something incomplete or, uh,
4: not exactly the way it was supposed to be. You do get, you You know what it does it for me. What, what takes it down a notch is, um, a lot of the dialogue appears to have been redubbed and it it kind of, it kind of, uh, takes away. And I think, um, I don't, I think that was not only after the fact, I think it was some of that location work. They were redubbing it after the fact and it kind of takes you out of the movie. There are, there are scenes where you just go, mm, that voice does not sound like it's coming out of his head at that time. You exactly, know? yeah. And there's so, also a
0: lot of uh, the music's a little weird at times where uh, you're like, oh, that's supposed uh, to be source music, and it's not, you know.
4: so Yeah, eg- exactly. And some of that, you know, um, the original version of this was pretty heavy on the soundtrack. I think it was a Henry Mancini score. And I think they ladled it on a little thick. So I think Walter Murch actually took some of that off because what Wells wanted you to hear was more of the ambient sound, yeah. the cars, the jukeboxes, what's going on, like the idea of the sound as it really is. So um, anyway, interesting. I think it's a miracle. It's as good as it is with all the work that was done on it. <laughs> I think it's amazing. It's as yeah. good as it is.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go skip over to Vertigo uh, by Alfred Hitchcock. Patrick. Why don't you give us a breakdown of Alrighty. Vertigo? Vertigo released
3: in 1958, uh on May 9th, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, got a uh 8.3 on IMDb, a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, starring our favorite Jimmy James Stewart, uh, with a budget of 2.4 million dollars, grossed
0: 7.7 million worldwide. All right, guys, who had, who had not seen Vertigo? I had not. Okay. Yep. J- uh, Jake, you had seen this before? Nope, okay. never seen it. Right. John and I had seen it. So, Patrick, you're a huge Hitchcock guy. You like Hitchcock. You're a, you're a Bay Area guy. How did this work? Walk us through this. What did you think? Well, wait, before we do that, I always do this, I forget. Jimmy Stewart is a San Francisco police detective with the beginning of the movie is chasing a suspect along with a uniformed officer. Uh, he jumps, the the suspect jumps across an alley onto a roof, clambers over, the uniformed police officer follows, Jimmy Stewart follows the police officer, slips, Hangs onto a rain gutter, uh, looks down, realizes he has vertigo, and uh, now as he's trying to, as the officer tries to save him, the officer plunges to his death, and we cut uh, we cut ahead a few months where uh, Jimmy Stewart has recovered physically from the accident, but uh, not uh, necessarily mentally, and has now suffered some vertigo. He is summoned to the offices of an old college friend who wants to him to follow his wife. His wife has been known to disappear for, uh, for long periods of time, hours at a time. Uh, he's not suspected her of having an affair, but rather... <laughs> Uh, He thinks that she believes that she is the reincarnation of a woman from California history who had killed herself. And that is where the movie starts. Patrick, what did you think?
3: Well, we'll now now see here now. Um, I really like Jimmy Stewart and Alfred Hitchcock movies. He, something about him the way Hitchcock directs him works really, really well. Um, the only part of this film that doesn't look like San Francisco is the first five minutes where the guy's falling off the building. That's the only part that like doesn't actually look like anywhere in the city. You could not jump from roof to roof like that. There's no way. Um, but uh, this movie is beautifully shot. Um, it's really aesthetically pleasing as far as the colors and the visuals, like he does a really good job Uh, story-wise the twist. I was not expecting. Uh, So I was, I was thrown for a loop. I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a story about two, uh, two really
0: fucked up people in the end. Um, And I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Uh, One thing I will say for this movie, beautifully shot Uh, watching this movie this time around um, already knowing the story I was just noticing the way um, we've talked about this before certain directors don't know how to use widescreen Uh, Hitchcock never had that problem Um, he has no problem filling up a screen even if it's just a woman in a flower shop uh, all those scenes where he's just following her around the city there's there's maybe about 15-20 minutes of this movie where he's just watching her from afar wander around the city And uh, no dialogue, nothing. And some of those are some of those beautiful shots in the whole movie. Um, You know, it's just him driving down the street in a DeSoto. What the hell's a DeSoto? But uh, he's he's driving around the city and it just makes, um, you know, and then when they're driving up to, you know, uh, 17 Mile Drive and they're driving to the Redwoods and all that stuff, some of that just looks so lush and beautiful and uh, just. you know, the story aside, just a beautiful looking movie and uh, yeah. re- beautiful colors and just really what a what wonderf- wonderfully well shot movie.
3: And um, the whole time you're thinking to yourself, like,
0: why the fuck does
3: she not notice him following her around? Not even a car length behind. And then you get to the end of the film and you're like, oh, because she wanted him to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's why- <laughs> it's fucked, Yeah. That was such a it was a good twist. I really liked it. Uh, I was not expecting that to go the way it went. And then for how it finished off, um, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed this film. Yeah, I I think that they're both really shitty fucked
0: up people in their own ways. Well, I don't think he started out that way, but I think that, no, but they made him that way. Yeah. The trauma made him that way. And, uh, what did you think of, uh, Ellie, uh, Ellie, um, uh, what was the name of the
4: family on Dallas? Uh, Oh, uh, Barbara Belgettis, the Ewings, Ellie
0: Ewing. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Midge. M-
4: Miss 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 Ellie? Yeah,
3: Midge. I loved her. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to end up with Midge. <laughs> I thought she was
0: fantastic. Well, she always she obviously had a torch for him,
3: but yeah. Well, so did, he said he had one for her, and then they broke off their engagement, and he's an idiot. Yeah,
0: if he would have just stayed with Midge, they would have been fine. Who uh, yeah.
4: names their kid Midge?
0: <laughs> is, uh, I guess it's uh, short for Margaret. I guess it's short for Margaret. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Go,
4: yeah. Only, in the, only in the 50s would you have a nickname like Midge.
0: <laughs> um, Nicole and I watched my favorite wife, and one of the kids, the daughter, is called Chinch. We're like, who the hell names their kid Chinch? But yeah, apparently yeah. that was like, <laughs> that was a nickname.
4: <laughs> it's <Yeah>. almost pornographic. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> moving right along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. anyways. Yeah, let's, let's, the, the sooner we get away from that, the better. Justine, what did you think of Vertigo?
1: Jimmy is an ass. I don't care what you say. I don't <laughs> care that you said he was a good guy and then turned a bad guy. No. He kissed his friend's wife and didn't give a F. Oh,
0: that. that's right. He does do that. He does do that. I always forget about. Yes,
1: he, he falls <laughs> in love. I, every time I watched him, I was like, "Oh, what a great guy!" Because like he's pretty, but he's like, "It's cool. It's my friend's wife." And then he gets close to her. I'm like, "Get off of her!" And he kisses her. Like, no, no, oh. see
3: here now, see here now. No, no. Oh, hold, so on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. How, she, and how, she was in, she was in danger. I had to, I had to, I had to show her. Yeah, yeah. And he, how uh, crazy
1: is he? Changing her is the most cringiest thing. Yeah,
0: that yeah. yeah, it is. It gets it totally is. creepy. Oh it gets totally God. creepy yeah. and, at the end.
1: And she's just like, "Can't you just like me for who I am?" And he's like, "Nah, I gotta change it. And I'm like, "And she's staying with it." Oh, it's so cringy.
4: Yeah, man. And when he when he says, "Oh, why why could it? How could it possibly matter to you?" And it's like, "God."
1: <laughs> exactly. When he he says to color her hair, he's like, "It's just a little thing. It doesn't matter." And I'm
4: like, what. Yeah. I love it.
1: Oh, I was yeah. so annoyed. So annoyed. So well, you're supposed to, to this.
0: You're supposed to be because you're realizing that he's nuts. He's gone nuts. He, he's, <laughs> that's the thing. He's and a- there's
1: her who's like, oh, he loves me and my other one. But, but even that was a fake version of her. Like, it's all fake versions of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The
1: whole thing is just... There's, Screw Jimmy. There's a I lot. couldn't stand his the most.
0: There's a lot of layers here. There's um, a lot of layers here.
1: There's just layers on layers, layers,
2: layers.
0: There is it's like an and onion.
1: I didn't realize. I didn't realize how much um, Hitchcock probably influenced and might Shyamalan or whatever. Oh, is.
0: definitely. Uh, twist
1: Christ almighty every movie so far. Is uh, there.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> except, except Hitchcock likes, did it well. Hitchcock likes
1: <laughs> Blonds with with um,
0: Jimmy too. Well, you know what's funny? Oh, wow. there, there's a lot of people that point to this and say that this was Hitchcock kind of airing his own his own uh, uh, fetishes out there because, you know, exactly. Obviously, you That's know
1: what I thought too. Obviously, like Jimmy Stewart's really kind of a stand-in.
0: Blonde. At the end, he's kind of a stand-in for Hitchcock, you know? I, I want yeah. your blonde. Put, color your hair. And and, 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 and you know, don't you know me? Don't you know me? I was, I was, a, I was a detective, and I, I followed you around. and I, Mary, and the whole you know time, what?
1: <laughs> like the very beginning, I was like, I didn't realize it until now, but Jimmy Stewart is just, he, the way he acts is always very whiny. He's always whining about something. He asks for a favor and he goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know, Rashard. I'm like, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> uh, not whiny, but kind of wishy-washy. Kind of like uh ho It's annoying.
1: No, it's annoying. He's he's just a whiny little thing. What about no, in
0: Winchester 73? Was he annoying in that?
3: Yes. Yes, I love Jimmy Stewart to death, but I don't want to see him in another
0: western. <laughs> Those are his greatest yeah. roles. I'm, I'm
1: Jimmy Stewart in no, so not. far. I hope we're done with him because I'm already like done. There's a reason. He's, okay.
0: Here's a reason he turns out and uh, turns up in American Tale, Fivel goes west. You guys, he was well, no. well known. Way? For-
2: whoa, 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 hold, hold, no, 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 hold on. What? Who is he in American tale
0: He's the he's the the old Big hound cat? dog.
4: Oh, oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. I think it's his last part before he passed away. It yeah. was his last movie, I think. <laughs> Easy eye. <Yep. laughs> right. You know, Mario, you know, he did like uh, what? He did like 15 Westerns, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like- you can't say you hope
0: you never see him in another Western. Uh,
1: yeah, you're right. His last movie was The American Tale in 1991.
0: Yep. Yep.
4: Yep. There Love it. He did it on his deathbed, probably. Yeah.
0: No, no, I'm a dog, gee. So uh, I gotta get into the, ah,
4: uh, ah, uh, rough. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: And then he said, "You want the moon, Mary? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll lasso it I'll, and bring I'll, it down I'll,
0: for you. I'll, I'll, I'll lasso the moon. That's weird that Patrick does not like his hero." Being seen in in a western, he doesn't like that. He he wants a contemporary James Stewart. I don't
3: know. I like him contemporary. He's just like he's too weak chin to be a western hero, and I think that's what it is. Like he's not not physically weak chin, but uh, emotionally and attitude wise. Well, I too mean, weak chin.
0: let's look at let's look at the two westerns we saw already. He's a man who's chasing his brother for murdering their dad.
1: And, and- is that believable? Is it believable yeah. that yeah. him? So he would be able to shoot that well. If his,
0: if his dad taught him, why not?
1: You don't have to Nah, be, he's a pretty boy. He you can't know, do that.
0: You think James I never thought of James Stewart as particularly handsome. Nah, he's infant? not a
1: pretty boy, but he's he's definitely a mama's boy.
0: <laughs> he bombed Nazis. I
2: will tell you what well, you well, you don't think a mama's <laughs> boy could
4: shoot someone in cold blood? No. No. You're right. I'm gonna warn I'm gonna warn Patrick if you don't want to see a weak James Stewart in a western, do not see the man that shot Liberty Valance. Oh, we should watch that one. It's torture. Yeah, it's is- a good movie, but it's it's torturous. It's torturous. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. But you got you got John Wayne. You got John Wayne's bringing the big guns, you
1: know. <laughs> no, I love it. But um I do like this whole movie just brought me Midge and her studio or whatever her her apartment is. I love her view, love yeah. her whole place. She is the coolest person ever. She
0: drives a Porsche. Wow. He asks her, he's
1: like, who knows about old history? about, And she just goes on and on. I'm like, oh, I love her. She's so awesome.
0: And yeah, she's she, just she, the best. She was a well, she didn't, you know, she was in love with him, but she had her own thing. She had her own, you know, she was working. She was a working woman. She had her own place. Yeah. You know, she
4: paid her own bills. I N D. Yeah, she was. Know. And when he goes nuts, she's the one that visits him in the institution. You know, <laughs> oh Johnny, he's just nuts, and she's the only one that's there visiting him at the institution. You know.
0: Yeah. Uh, she also does done his job. She also drives a Porsche, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little did. Porsche. Yeah, but uh, really cool. Good, she has a good job. Really cool. F- <laughs> Obviously has a good. <laughs> yeah, she designs bras. I
1: liked her whole vibe. I love. Her. <laughs> I love that she could paint. Like when I saw the painting, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh god, she's so funny.
4: Ash, not funny. Yeah. The yeah. Not. No no no, no, <laughs> no, no. 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 Not funny, Midge. Not, but no, 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 it's no, just no, not funny. No, 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 I, no, I, no, no, no. I loved
1: it. I'm no. like, who <laughs> does that? That's hilarious.
4: I guess we'll
0: I, I, we'll we'll take a rain check on Touch of Evil. Uh, that's what he said. And she
1: <laughs> talked the whole little bra part was funny. To, like the whole thing, I really liked her.
0: Um, in those opening scenes, yeah. in those opening, scenes and- Oh, I was going to say Justine. In those opening scenes, where he's doing the "I look up, I look down, I look up." He's so Jimmy Stewart.
1: <laughs> I look yeah, I, I love him. it. Oh my god! It's
2: just so irritating. I hate him. <laughs> you hate Jimmy Stewart?
1: Wow. I hated him. This whole
2: America's thing. sweetheart.
1: Our hero. You know he
4: could have. He could have had this that's woman that was designing awesome. bras. <laughs> He's
1: at the restaurant with her, and that girl comes in, and he looks at her. He's yeah. just a jerk. I can't stand yeah. him. He was just so <laughs> a jerk.
4: You know it's a part, right? It's a part. He's playing a part.
1: <laughs> no, I don't like it.
2: Justine always <laughs> finds the worst, the worst role someone's ever played, and she's like, that's how they are in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, she lays yeah. that on his personality. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, because... What's that guy's name I
2: don't like? Oh, Bogart. Dumpy. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when when Gogart was in that. that Sierra Treasure
4: Madre? the Sierra Madre? Sierra Madre yeah. Madre,
1: he played an ass, and I thought it was a perfect role for him. Yes. I it because was you great. said that's
4: him. That's yes. the real him. <laughs> that's the real you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's I, it
4: would be funny if James about. Stewart was having a drink with Bogart and they said, yeah, she doesn't like me either. She thinks this is the way <laughs> I am. Yeah. <You>
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there at the bar with their with their hands. With their every head time, in their hand. every time. I don't understand. I don't understand. I was
4: just waiting
1: for me. some girl to make a wish, and he gets trapped in there.
4: And then Conry <laughs> walks up and goes, "Hey, welcome to the club."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, these are all people I don't like.
4: She hasn't liked me. Like like me for years, boys.
1: Picture of all of them. Every
4: I'm going to find you a picture, do, Justine.
0: Every time we do a, a digital <laughs> yeah. movie club, the old actors in heaven just start crying because they know it's their turn.
2: I would love an yeah. animated short just of all the all the people <laughs> that Justine hates.
4: That's funny. we got to do like a Mad Magazine, like a Mort Drucker. Mort Drucker's yeah. got Bogart and Connery and James Stewart all sitting at a bar together going, Well, I don't get it. <laughs> She hates me. Now nah, she hates me more.
1: You know. <laughs> I, I love when they go through the Presidio because I love that area, and I love the scene with the um, the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, before she jumps into it, but otherwise, it was really pretty. Yeah, it's um, a
0: beautiful film. I was watching it this time, going, yeah. "Wow, the photography on this movie is just insane."
1: Yeah, and then you know you get to the end, and you're like, "Fuck you!" At the end of it, you know. <laughs>
0: wow. What I end, do like, like, what I do like, is that the nun rises up from the bottom like the like Snoopy when he's the Great Pumpkin. You know, he just says that. Nun,
4: nun, nun, nun.
1: Watching this is kind of like watching burn after reading at the very end. You're just like, what the what the fuck just happened? Yeah.
4: We needed yeah. J.K. Simmons to go, so let me get this straight. She fell out the window twice and he's nuts. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then they closed the book and the movie. We're like, yeah, okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, we needed J.K. Simmons on this one. Yeah. Uh, what Jake, did we learn? Jake, all right. Jake,
0: what did you think of Vertigo, my man? Uh, Yeah,
2: I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I love all the scenes with, um, oh God, Margaret.
4: Right, yes, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I love the scenes with Margaret. He, they he kind of did like a um, like an ethereal, like I feel like it was always kind of foggy, or maybe a little soft, a little focus. yeah, yeah, a little soft focus whenever she was in it. So you're like, well, is she even is she is he just going crazy? Is this person even real? It kind of yeah, led you a lot, sure. of, led you a lot, of, led you down a lot of different paths of like who this
0: person might be and then.
2: A really great twist at the end
0: john did they ever go into the so was the the hotel landlady was she on the take
4: she had to oh no that she's exactly as you uh as you see her you know no i mean unless it's in the book you know this is based on a book so maybe in the book she's on the take but hitchcock never makes it look like she's in on the the crime you know (laughs) And that's oh she's from the Waltons that's Ellen Corby from the Waltons. You know? Oh, she was
0: great. Everybody she in was movie, the grandma. Everybody yeah. in this movie has a has a great look to him and the
4: the style. Like, yeah, very everybody's very well put together. Uh, mm-hmm. well, that's the fifties. You know that that's when people still dressed up to like walk out the door. You know, it's just like I'm going down to get some groceries. You you know put on a tie and it's like put on that's back pieces. when you. Yeah, you know, you see people at Disneyland in the '50s. you know, the the women are wearing gloves. You know, the guys guys have hats, and it's like, you know, it's pre '60s. People dressed up before they left the house. You know, I love it, Uh, John. Where did you? Where where does Vertigo
0: lie for you? Uh, Is this one of your favorite Hitchcocks, or does it uh, is it overrated?
4: You know, you may be surprised to know that I didn't particularly like Vertigo the first time I saw it. I didn't particularly like it the second time I saw it. They uh, they ran this thing back in the 90s. They uh, ran a 70-millimeter print of it out in Westwood. And a whole bunch of people went to go see it, and it was like a sellout. Because it hadn't been on video. I think this was in conjunction with them putting it on video for the first time. There were like five movies that Hitchcock had held back. They hadn't been shown on TV. They hadn't been put on video. It was part of his family's uh, estate. I think it was Man Who Knew Too Much, Rope, The Trouble with Harry, and Vertigo. And Oh, and Rear Window, too. And so they made a big deal. Hey, we're putting all five of these back on video, and it's going to be in the theaters for a couple weeks, new print. So we all went to see it, and I didn't particularly like it. I couldn't figure out what it was trying to do. It seemed kind of boring. seems like for a half hour, he's just driving around San Francisco. And I just didn't get it. And everybody's saying how great it was. I said, well, I guess I'm left out in the cold because I don't get it. Then a couple of years later, I went to see it again. And I liked it a little better. And then about a year ago, I saw it uh, again on D- when we put it on DVD. And I finally kind of came around to what Hitchcock's trying to do. And I, I think I appreciated everything just a little more but I really had to give it some time. It just, I kind of went over my head for years. (laughs) And then when they voted it the best movie of all time over citizen Kane, I'm like, what the hell, what am I missing with this thing? (laughs) But having seen it like three times now, um, Kim Novak is very good and she's got to play two different characters. You know, it's not an easy part. She's got to play her, her person playing this other woman. Then she's got to play, you know, her real self, trying to make him forget the other girl. It's not easy, you know? And, uh, I don't think she was the first choice for this, uh, for this part. I can't think of who the first choice was, but you're right. James Stewart is kind of a stand in for Hitchcock. Cause Hitchcock had something. He had kind of a thing for these, uh, as they called them, these sort of, uh, cool blondes sort of these icy blondes. And, it, you know, it's back to like Eva Marie saints. Sure. And, um, uh, who was the first one? Oh, uh, well, the tippy head. Oh, Grace, goes, Kelly. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. I, I think that's his ultimate uh, female star is he uses her in a couple movies. And he's always looking for, like, these cool blondes. So, in a way, yeah, you can almost picture Hitchcock saying, no, no, no. She's got to look more like Grace Kelly. Can you do the, the hair more like this? <laughs> can you put the dress more like this, you know? So, it is kind of funny because you see that Jimmy Stewart's kind of working through this sort of – post-traumatic stress disorder from seeing that guy fall to his death, you know, uh, off that rooftop. But he's also dealing with this this sort of weird, almost like a sexual fetish, you know, he's in love with this dead woman. So he cannot stop until he completely remakes her to look like the dead woman that he fell in love with. Yeah. So it is really creepy stuff and it's creepy for everybody. It's creepy because she's letting him do it. She's like, ah, this is rotten, but I love him. So I'm going to let him, make me over, you know, that there's that heartbreaking scene where he says, can't can't you just like me for myself? You know, does everything have to be exactly the way she was? So it's a very disturbing movie, but I've come to appreciate it. And all that San Francisco stuff, I love it because you realize that that is a time capsule. They always say there's not much of San Francisco that looks like that anymore. That's what 58, 57. So you're getting full color, beautiful photography of a San Francisco that really doesn't exist. That San Francisco does not exist anymore. Um like that boarding room she was staying in, that that building's long gone. And that that's yeah. a beautiful, yeah, beautiful building. I love house. that building, it's really pretty. And you wonder about some of those restaurants. You know, they said some of those places are still there, but some of the restaurants, some of the uh the things downtown, they just don't look like that anymore. So you're getting this great sort of time machine back to what the clothes, the cars, and the buildings and the architecture looks like in back in 58. And also I love the fact that it all feels like a dream. Like Jake said, you're looking and you're going, is she really there? Is he imagining it? Is he having some sort of weird, the whole thing feels like a, very much like a dream, even when they're like in the redwoods and it's all foggy. You're going, well, you know, what's going on is, is she imagining it? Is he imagining it? How much of this is real and how much of it is, yeah. you know, is in their imagination. It's all real. John. And of course, the,
0: I felt the crazy, you know, what are we going to say, Jake? Oh, like at one point
2: I was even wondering, I'm like, is he already, is he dead? (laughs) And is is it it just, and is it just him? Like, I'm like, I don't even know. I was like, is he dead and just not accepting it? And so he's just like, I don't, I don't even know. I just like one point.
4: uh, The difference between Hitchcock amongst many, many differences. The main difference between Hitchcock and M. Night Shyamalan is M. Night Shyamalan has kind of worked his whole career on these twist endings these trick like gotcha endings and that's not all Hitchcock did he had some shocking moments and things that were unexpected and twists but his whole career wasn't just based on gimmicks he was a total filmmaker he knew how to tell a story and that's the difference when you know I think M. Night Shyamalan would love to be Hitchcock I don't think he's got all the tools in his bag that Hitchcock had Hitchcock could do anything People kind of remember Hitchcock for these shocking moments, like the shower scene in Psycho, or the finale of Rear Window, or the hanging off the uh, Mount Rushmore. But he was about more than just gimmicky setups. It's just what people tend to remember, you know. Yeah, you look at you go back and you look at the stuff he did in the '40s. It was very different. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of those exactly were,
0: like you know stuff like you know uh, a lot of the stuff was were kind of these parlor dramas that he worked on beyond. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he knew how to direct actors and actresses and get them get those responses you want and this is another movie with a lot of really tight close-ups it's not quite as um as claustrophobic as touch of evil but you're seeing Mm -hmm. a lot of you're reading a lot of stuff on jimmy stewart's face you're reading a lot of stuff on kim novak's face and and, you know they're they're doing these shots of her you know from up close when
4: he's studying her and things like that Mm -hmm. and so you know and that's why they've got to be good actors because not only are you really doing these close-ups where you're looking, it's all in their eyes. Most of the acting is going on in their eyes. If they're uncomfortable or they're stressed, it's all, you know, you're right nose to nose with the camera. So they've really got to be good to pull that off. And then think about how many scenes in this movie where there's no dialogue, all these scenes of him just sort of following her around. And she's just like sitting there at the museum, looking at the painting. The audience has got to meet them halfway and it takes a good filmmaker to reel them in. So I have come to appreciate this movie coming from a place where I thought, what the hell is this? You know, I think I finally now, uh, kind of dig it. And, um, weirdest, I got to say the weirdest shot of all time is when he's having that nightmare and his head is floating through Ooh. the, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the craziest thing. It's only in there for a couple seconds, but his disembodied head yeah. flying through all those rings, Got those
0: weird colors. It looks like something out of early Disney. Like early, uh, yeah. it's really weird. Uh, yeah. And that's another thing, you know, the special effects. You know, the effects they did for the for the Vertigo, but not not when you would see the the thing like stretch. You know, those dolly mm. zooms where the room like stretches, but those scenes where like the the colors kind of come up behind them And those yeah. things. those look so. You know, I don't know how they did those, but they they give you a, it gives it like like you're right, John, a dream like quality. Because it's it's not CGI, it's not quite animation. You're like, what is it? How did they do that? Why does his head look like that? What you know? What kind of color? You know? What kind of jellies are they using on the gels? Are they
4: using on the on the filter? And it's flashing. Not only is it like flying through these rooms, uh, disembodied, but there's like different colors being flashed on his head. And it almost looks like something like you know, ten years later, you could run that behind the the Grateful Dead at a concert, and it yeah. wouldn't be out of place, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It just looks psychedelic before there is a, such a thing as psychedelia, you know. Uh, all right, let's rank Vertigo. Uh, Justine,
0: let's start with you. Seven. You give it a seven? Wow, better than Casablanca, even though you hate Jimmy Stewart, uh, Patrick. I
1: hate him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she ain't kidding
0: Patrick, we can't hear you, buddy. Yeah. Your mic's dead. So we're going to go to Jake real quick. Jake, what did you give this one? I give it a 9. Oh, a 9. Wow. I really liked it. Yeah. And, uh, what oh, was your what was your favorite uh scene in the movie? Uh Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I'm, kidding,
1: I'm, kidding. You I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
3: Isn't it that was, what we learned from
0: Hitchcock and Jimmy yeah. he's what, Stalker? What if? What if? What if? Jesus Christ! What if Jake's Christ. like? What if Jake's like? I give it a nine, and then in the background, Sandy walks in dressed like Kim Novak, just like really oh, platinum blonde. That would be hilarious. Like. Oh my god! god. Oh, just sits on that'd be the, so crazy. Just sits on the bed in the background and, and stares his, at the wall
1: with
3: his new hair with
0: his new haircut. <laughs> he's crazy. I, I, do it crazy. for me I, I gotta i gotta confront my Pia yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my god <laughs> uh, patrick i'm sorry you cut out there what was your uh what was your uh your rank uh
3: i gave it an eight and it makes me appreciate mel blanks uh or i'm uh, not my blank um mel brooks high anxiety more yes oh
4: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's right that film. such a good film
0: <laughs> now you now you yeah. see where a lot of it came from uh, mm-hmm. so you're you're your boyfriend gave it an eight, Justine. What do you say now? Where's your Moses it. now? I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: What? What if he comes? I there? don't
1: know. It was a good movie. It just. You know your no. It, it it seriously at the end. I felt like it gave me a middle finger at the end there.
4: And I wow. Oh the the very end.
1: Yes, the very end. I was like, <laughs> oh. Oh,
0: is this how you're going to do me? Okay. Ah, oh, interesting. Because of... of woo, ah! Thunk. Of course, there's always my way.
1: It's like... Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it is cool how that... How do you, that, that exactly... What, that's what that always reminds me of when the nun pops up. It reminds me of... You're
4: right. <laughs> you're right. Because when they show Snoopy, <laughs> he's like a silhouette. He's a silhouette coming out of the pumpkin patch. So you're right. It, I just... She's... <laughs>
1: I just think the whole movie is just cringy. Like, I would not want to relive this. I don't want to rewatch it. I will watch all the scenes with Midge, but I can't stand the rest of the film after that. That's
0: crazy. Okay. John, what do you give vertigo? Because you're here? not
1: a girl hearing this guy trying to change her.
4: You know, it makes sense. It makes sense that you would think that the coolest person in the in the movie is Midge. She's got a she's got a cool apartment. She's got a cool job, a cool car. Everybody else is just sort of cringy and neurotic. she's living her best life. Person, yeah, <laughs> she, she's living her best. She's life. Like in a
0: whole
1: other movie. She's some other movie.
4: <laughs> she's in another movie. Uh, yeah, and you're probably thinking, God, you know, Jimmy Stewart should be chasing her. You know, <laughs> she's basically in a Doris Day
0: movie, like five years later. Is basically yeah, for sure. She's basically no
4: kidding. She's
0: basically. Yeah. I told
1: Patrick when he when he was like in the mental hospital, was like, "Oh my god!" And then they cut to Rear Window because he got yep. injured, yes. <laughs> and now he's just staring at people. Yeah. There. That's yes, it. this all goes together. Oh,
4: all God, together. that'd be so funny that the hospital's got all these open windows, and he's just looking, saying, <laughs> you see that guy? He killed his wife. You know how I know? <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, okay, all right. John, what do you think of Vertigo, now that you've seen it uh, numerous times? Has it grown on you? Uh, I now give it an eight. I think if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I would have given it like a five and gone, what the hell was that? But I like it now, enough to give it an eight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go uh, I um, you know, I'm going to tell you I've I've, t- I've talked about this before. My favorite Hitchcock is uh is North by Northwest just because it's fun. I mean, I love Psycho, I love all of the Hitchcock movies. I like Rear Window's another one of my favorites, but North by Northwest is so much fun, and this one you really you really kind of have to be in the mood to watch this one. That is one thing I'll say about Vertigo. It's not just a movie Mm -hmm. where you're like, "Hey, I'm going to pop this in and check it out." It's like, okay, like let's you know. And please,
1: please tell me what that
4: mood is. Hey, you want to watch something where you're like, "What the hell? What the hell did I just watch?" Sometimes you You know, it's not a it's it's not a feel good movie. This is like, you know, this is not a feel-good movie. This is like a, you could run a double feature with, you know, something like Clockwork Orange or something, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give this one, I, I'm really agonizing. I'll give it a seven and a half. I'll give it a seven and a half. Um, you know, it's great. I like to watch Jimmy Stewart in this movie because you're like, that's Jimmy Stewart. That's George Bailey. Look at him. He's a maniac. He's amazing. At the end, <laughs> we're gonna go up these stairs. We're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, I got through it. You know, and you're just like George. Yeah, Daniel, he's a
4: prevert.
0: Yeah, that.
4: <laughs> you know, for pre-vert. people that don't think here's the <laughs> for people that uh, for people that don't think that Jim, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart had range, all you need to do is watch one of those you know '30s Capra movies, then one of these you know film noir westerns he did, and then watch. <laughs> him doing Hitchcock and he's got range. He's not sure. always just the, the aw shucks small town boy, you know, no,
0: he's an actor. He was, he
4: was an I actor. Want to
3: see her off those stairs again.
0: Yeah,
4: man,
3: yeah. man.
0: Why,
4: why didn't you leave me alone? Why'd you come back? Why? You know? How about when he's going,
0: how about when he's like super, like almost maniacal? This, this is, all, there's only one thing I need to do. There's only one last thing I need to do. I need oh, to yeah, get and in the car.
3: Club. Like, yeah. he's kill her. And you're just like, he's oh my God, he's
0: unhinged. Uh I would have loved to see a movie with his detective and then Hank Quinlan working a case together. That would have been great. Yeah. That would have been.
4: uh, That'd that'd be a good time. (laughs) (laughs) And Janet, Janet Lee could say to Kim Novak, whatever you do, don't stay at a motel in a Hitchcock movie. (laughs) Don't
0: take a shower. (laughs) Don't take a shower. Stay dirty. All right, guys. Wow. What a great week. What a fun week. Justine, what's on tap for next week?
1: We have Charade. And heat of
0: the night. Wow, that's going to be a good one, charade. So you're already in a good mood, Justine. I am. And then we mm-hmm. got the great Cary Grant, the lovely Audrey Hepburn, and then a movie that I don't think any of you have seen except for John and myself in the heat of the night. Uh, I've never, I've never seen it. Oh, great, great. Sydney Poitier, great movie. All right, cool. We we will we will check that out for next week. So be get excited for that. I'm excited. All right, guys. What a great Hot show. dog. Hot dog. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, Justine, for this week? Uh, uh, are we done with Jimmy Stewart? Is
1: that no, a thought? Yeah,
0: I think we're pretty much done with James Stewart.
1: Thank you.
0: Except Thank every you. Christmas <laughs> when we watch <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, every Christmas. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, all right. <laughs> so for John, for Jake, for Patrick, for Justine, we will say, uh, you know, uh you know what, what's ironic is I'm looking at Justine she has blonde highlights. I wonder if Patrick suggested those. You know <laughs> you should you should lighten your hair. Uh,
1: I have my hair appointment tomorrow or Friday. I want to go all Sisu Have you seen Raya, Raya yet? No. Never mind. You know what I'm talking about.
0: What if Patrick gives you 58 pages of notes on how he wants you to change your appearance? Fuck him. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> All right, so for Justine, for Patrick, for Jake, for John, we will say, uh, via con Dios, uh, I don't know what we usually say. We say that this transmission ends now, and unity. Oh, don't forget, please, follow us on, uh, on Twitter, at Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex. Let us know if you've listened. Interact with us there. Shoot us a nice uh, review on, uh, on um, why can't I think of the... I screwed up. Wherever you're listening to your podcast. Yeah, wherever you leave us a nice review. Pod Chaser. Check out Pod Chaser. We're on there. Uh, Apple, Apple, uh, iTunes. Review, leave a review. Let us know how you like this. All right, guys. Uh, we will say that's it. Transmission ends now. Unity.